This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Well, praise the Lord, and good evening, Dr. Hansen. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Shannon? Brother, I'm doing fantastic. It's great to be here with you tonight, and everybody, welcome aboard. We're live with Dr. Jonathan Hanson, warning broadcast coming to you from Stanwood, Washington. Worldministries.org is a website, and we welcome everybody tuning in. Dr. Hanson, do you want to open us in prayer tonight? Father God, thank you again for this opportunity to preach your word, to get the gospel out, to represent you, Lord, all over the world. We thank you, dear God, for again, uh, Omega Man Radio and what we're able to do together as we reach the nations, as we prepare the body of Christ, as we warn the body of Christ. So Father God, again, encourage people tonight and let people be aware of what is their responsibility to extend the kingdom of God. What is their responsibility to prepare themselves for what is going to come upon the world? Be with this program tonight now in Jesus' name, amen. I want to welcome all of you again. This is a program hosted by Shannon Davis, Omega Man Radio. This is also the warning program. We have a live audience here in Stanwood in our chapel. And tonight, you're going to be here an interview with a man called Bill Henderson. Bill Henderson is alias Pastor of Disaster, one of the original Power Team members. And they still have teams going around breaking bricks, bringing in people to present the gospel. Then you're going to hear me speak a message on guard sheep from wolves. Let's begin. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you once again to the warning programs. Whether you're watching on social media, uh, television, listening on radio, welcome. Today I have with me Dr. Bill Henderson. Uh, He also goes by Pastor of Disaster. Uh, Yes. He was involved with a power team. I'm going to let him explain that to you. And uh, he also goes by Manaman. So, uh, Bill, welcome back. Well, thank you. And I really appreciate you. God bless you and your staff and your great work, that ministry you're doing in the Northwest. It's always a good pleasure to talk with you and looking forward to coming back and doing some doing some things together. Well, I am too, uh, Bill. I've been following you, and uh, the Holy Spirit had me reach out to you, and, and I'm glad I glad I did, as we just did some discussion about the kingdom of God before this airtime started. And uh, yes, we've got a lot to talk about as uh, we extend the kingdom of God on earth. 
You know, it's so funny, Dr. Hansen, that uh, everywhere I go, many times I get people with gray hair and they're looking at me going, I was a little kid and I prayed to receive Jesus watching the power team. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how long have I been doing this? And it goes back over 35 years. But uh, it's part of the original power team with John Jacobs and the se- and us seven men, and we went all over the world. Later, I uh, networked with YWAM and with Kevin and Laura Stark and helped to launch another team called Team Extreme International. And now there's 20 of those teams in 20 different nations. So you just never know what God's going to do with you. And uh, people come to watch bricks getting broke and handcuffs snapped. And then they end up giving their life to Jesus. It's a fishing hook, yeah. Well, there you go. Are you still involved yeah. with that, Bill? Actually, believe it or not, I am. I'm, I'm planning a trip here. The in uh, it's not. I've been going to Johannesburg six times, getting ready to make my seventh trip. And now we're in the prisons over there as well. But uh, down in Cape Town, this Empower team is involved with Sword Ministries and some huge outreaches. I'm currently in the middle of just raising some funds for that for that ministry outreach. Yeah. Wow. Now, uh, before we move on and, and catch up on what you've been doing, what God is doing in your life, uh, why don't you explain why they call you pastor of disaster? Well, you know, I'll say many times when floods and hurricanes and storms and all of these kinds of things happen, a lot of people, if you go there to help them, A lot of people, when they've been through a crisis, it's the greatest time in the world to lead them to Christ, Christ Jesus. And so I've been to like Hurricane Rita, Cyclone Nargis, uh, Hurricane Ike, Katrina, just uh, so many of them all over the world, Sendai, Japan. It is not hard to lead someone to the Lord that has just lost family members, lost everything they own. And, of course, you spend time consoling them, praying for them, and then letting them know, don't focus on this. Focus on eternity. In the eyes of eternity, it's not over yet. So you give them hope and give them their identity back and then lead them to Jesus. And they consequently become very powerful people in the Lord as a rule. Wow. So it's an opportunity is what it is. It's an opportunity. So. Well, you you, I, you bet. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. And— uh, just out of curiosity, and our listeners out there, people watching also, uh, how much do you travel a year? Well, most people don't believe it because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 71 years young now, and I, I am single, so I'm on the road nine or ten months out of the year. Wow. And I usually make two to three international trips, and our last trip with J316 Global Rescue we went into the prisons over there, and there was a pastor that translated for us in Zulu. And he recognized me from the power team, told me when he was eight years old, he gave his life to the Lord. So now for the last several years, Dr. Hansen, I go and preach at his church. He recently put both of my books in Zulu. So I have them in English, Spanish, and now Zulu. But fasten your seatbelt. I hope you're sitting down. I didn't tell you this before we started. He said, Dr. Beale, I was praying in the Holy Ghost, and the Lord showed me one word, and it was manuscripts. And we're on the way to go preach to his church. And I actually, when he told me this, I said, pull this car over and tell me that again, eye to eye. 
And, and, and he says, Lord, what is this word? Manuscripts. God is my witness. This man, Dr. Uh, Pastor Kamwaza, he said God gave him supernaturally, like he did Rick Renner when Rick Renner moved over to uh, the, the, Russia. Yes. He gave him the gift of reading and speaking the language, like in, in a nanosecond. This guy, this pastor, was given 14 languages. All at once, he can read, write, and speak 14 brand new languages that he never knew. And, and Abba God told him to translate my books into all 14 languages, such as by memory, it was like Portuguese and French and Arabic. And I can't even remember them all. So that's what just happened here just, just a couple of months ago. You so know, I'm still pinching myself on that one. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, you are listening, watching the warning programs. It goes uh, also on social media, podcasts, programs, um, cable television. And I have with me Dr. Bill Henderson. Uh, he was on the original Power Team. Uh, also, uh, he's called Pastor of Disaster. Did you hear yep. what he just said? Um, 14 languages? Now, this that's, yes. a, that's a Zulu man, right? Zulu from that's South Zulu, Africa. A Zulu man that got saved watching me on TV years ago. He's in his uh, early 40s right now, I think. And uh, But he was eight years old. And he's, yeah, you just can't make this stuff up. This is Acts 29. I mean, the New Testament is continuing with our personal lives. If we become a people of prayer, we become a people of power, as you know, oh, as you are. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I, I, you know, I could, I could confirm many uh, examples and testimonies of what uh, Doctor Bill is saying. Uh, my father uh, was born in China, spoke uh, Mandarin perfectly. Uh, I, several times in America, when he was around the altar and people were just by the hours crying out to God, he several times he heard people speaking in perfect Mandarin. We're talking about Americans yeah. speaking in perfect Mandarin, and they didn't know Mandarin. And so, I mean, the, you know, God is real. God is powerful. Uh, God can do all things. You know, Bill, my, my daughter, one of my daughters was a missionary in Japan. She went there initially, did not know Japanese. She was in a Japanese church worshiping God. She opened her eyes and uh, the Japanese congregation was surrounding her. And uh, they said, Talitha, we did not know you knew Japanese. And she said, I don't know it. And yet, they said, well, you are worshiping Jesus in perfect Japanese. You oh, know, my gosh. You know, Bill, wow. God is so wonderful. He, he is. And uh, words, I, I find it difficult sometimes to find the right words to describe the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I have been blessed, Dr. Hansen, to travel. Some of the places I've been is Canada, Israel, uh, 13 times, Australia, India, Indonesia, Thailand, Myanmar, Japan, Haiti, eight times, Mexico, I've lost track, Scotland, Norway, Brazil, 18 times, uh, Bahamas, Philippines, Peru, and now six trips to Africa with three more planned this year. Wow. So I love, love, love what I do. I thank God every day that he's giving me life. 
and kept me young. Of course, I do eat a lot of garlic and I pray in tongues, so I cheat a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, garlic in the heavenly language, uh, you can't beat that. No, no, you can't. You know, I, I was just preaching on this yesterday in uh, in a church here uh, in Glo- called Glory House in Austin. And there's 94 things that happen when you pray in tongues. And I don't even want to get started on the 94, but here's, here's maybe six of them. We prophesy our ordained future. We pray out God's plan in our life. It's the entrance to the miraculous zone. Uh, when we pray in tongues, it decrees the rhema or the now word of Almighty God. It is the language of God. It magnifies God. It develops our intimacy life with the Holy Ghost. It's the mind of the Lord. And we'll close with this in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Verse 18 says, praying always with all manner of prayer and supplication in the spirit. And it's the word prosyuke in Greek from prosyukamaya, but it means to lay and pray before we go out and slay. And God is raising me up now to remind the body of Christ, don't go chasing devils down and people down and trying to conquer the world if you haven't had your quiet time. You know those two books I wrote, God's Radical Remnant, the first one, and then the second one, Secrets for the Seeker, that's all based on Matthew 7 where Jesus said, talking to people that were bragging, uh, we've cast out devils, we speak in tongues, we perform miracles. We do great and mighty works. And Jesus said, depart from me. I don't know you. Workers of iniquity or lawlessness. And the word know or knew is gnosko. And it's from the root word in the Old Testament, yada. And all of that is prayer time. Long periods of praying, laying and praying. And that's where we get our marching orders. That's where we get the impartation to do what we do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening and watching the warning program. I have with me Dr. Bill Henderson, alias Pastor of Disaster, on the original power team. And uh, uh, also, he goes by Manaman. Now, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If, if you haven't heard this type of information before, go to my website, www worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. You can watch or listen to this program again and again and again. It'll be on many social media uh, television programs today, including including Rumble and and things like this, Roku, and I'm going to put it also on uh, YouTube. Um, but uh, it'll be on so much more. But go to my website, www.worldministries.org, because uh, so much is coming out that I think you need to listen or watch it again. And you might want to do it many times. Now, Bill, you also go by Man of Man. Where'd you get that title? Well, when, you know, about 14 years ago when Facebook came out, you know, you type in Dr. Bill Henderson, there's like thousands of them. And so the guy that was helping me do all that, he was more techno than me. He says, you know, you do these little short videos all the time because less is more. So I tried to do videos like a minute, two minutes, three minutes, no longer than five or six. And I call them mana minutes. So he said, we'll just call you mana man. And at the time, 
nobody was on Facebook. Now there's 35 of them. Seems like people copied. But Man of Man from Colorado will pull up my Facebook. There's a lot of things you can see there. My website, if people wanted to get one of these two publications, and I am working on a third book now, uh, it's called all one word. Don't put the W's. Just remnant, like a carpet remnant, remnantgatheringchurch.org. You can get the publications there. Remnantgatheringchurch.org. Dot O-R-G. Mm-hmm. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you're you're listening to Dr. Bill Henderson on the Warning Radio and Television Program. Now, Bill, uh, I know since the last time you were here, you have covered a lot of territory. And I want you just to give us some testimonies of some of the things that stand out. Fantastic testimonies, just like, you know, 14 languages giving that that South African Zulu man. I mean, that's incredible. But give you us- know, in the... In the same vein of that, one of the uh, chapters in my book is called OK, Hot Shot. And I, I witnessed to a, la- a young lady one time that was married to an Arabian and she was Caucasian. And I guess she I didn't know that she was in the middle of a divorce. And and so after three hours of sharing the Lord with her, she says she goes, listen, hot shot. I think you're full of yourself. All you're doing is bragging, and I don't have time for this. And she goes, I, I'm not a believer. And I remember that morning having devotions. It says tongues is given for a sign, not to those who believe, but to those that don't believe. And God brought that back, and I said, you know what? I read in the Bible this morning that tongues is a sign so that you'll believe. I pointed my finger in the face, and I said, so that you'll be uh, become a believer like myself, and so that you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I begin to go, La Masaka, Haro, Bedendo, Rambon, Deraba. Everybody got embarrassed and walked away. And I'm standing there. And I felt like an idiot, pointing my finger at her, praying in tongues. All of a sudden, she goes, okay, hotshot, where did you learn Arabic? And boy, <laughs> I said, what What'd you say? And she goes, you're speaking Arabic, and you speak a good as tongue as my Arabic husband. And I want to know where you learned it. How did you? How do you speak that so well? And I'm going, no way. And then so my brother Ken was there, and uh, and I said, well, tell Ken what I said because quite honestly, Doctor Hanson, I wanted to know. Yeah. And she goes, tell him yourself. You you know what you said. And I go, no, it'd be way special if you tell him. So so, she says, well, your brother said in Arabic. Uh, the same thing you guys have been saying for the last three hours, that God loves me. He sent his son to die for me. He was buried. He was raised on the third day. And he wants to come into my life. And he wants to give me some language or something. We were high-fiving and jumping up and down and doing a little happy dance. And she goes, what's that all about? I said, lady, you don't understand. I said, I have the Holy Spirit in me that knows all languages. And that was simply proof to you that God is real. I do not know Arabic in my mind. My brother says, trust me, he don't even have a high school diploma. He don't know Arabic. When she realized what had happened, she fell to her knees, started crying, grabbed my hand, put it on top of her head, and she goes, whatever you got, I want it. And led her to the Lord. Amen. That's one story that that comes out. Another time we went to Indonesia, and that was when the big mudslide in 2010 and uh, long story short, we uh, ma- we went over to Jakarta and shared the Lord, jumped a plane to Padang, 
and then went into the jungles there with big like 400 families were swallowed by mud we showed up in a rental van and we gave uh food and clothes and but when i opened the bibles cases of bibles uh, about half of them got very upset with us and the other half uh received jesus as their savior and they ended up stoning our van and chasing us for three hours we were arrested twice interrogated at the airport for hours and hours i was led to fly us all out uh on the next available flight and then i guess i guess uh, they came to arrest us a third time and uh but we were gone <laughs> so that was a, that was a boy howdy uh one time in haiti we went there and i told my team because god spoke to me and he said stand on psalm 83 3 and I did the Hebrew study there. We are the chosen, the protected, the cherished ones. And the, the Hebrew word is tosafed, and it means made invisible to the enemy, inaccessible. I said, hey, team, I don't know what's going to go on in Haiti. And this is during the time with the earthquake and just all of this stuff. I said, but I'll tell you what, we're going to be invisible. On the fourth day there, talking with the pastor, this two guys show up, and they're whispering in the French and the pastor's his eyes got real big and he's looking at us and i go hey what's going on what's going on and he goes i don't know if you want to know this i said no we, i want to know what's happening he goes well the voodoo priests are sending four jeeps out every day to shoot you guys while you're preaching on the street corner but you keep disappearing <laughs> wow and so i wrote about this in my book secrets for the seeker and there's a big pig. You may know this already. There's a bronze pig in front of the mayor's office dedicated to Satan and voodoo. And I still to this day want to get a chain and a helicopter and go yank it out of the ground and drag it through the city and drop it in the ocean. And I saw all these people praying to the pig. I took a cross. I built a cross in every nation I go to. I always build a cross and I carry a cross and I claim that nation. And I, when I hit that cross in the belly of the pig, it was like the movie Birds. You could hear demons squealing all over the place. And I made a prophetic proclamation. I said, in Jesus' name, this country has been dedicated to voodoo and the devil, and it's 97%. But I prophesied that it's in the middle of a turnaround now, and there's coming a day, not, very, not long, that this country will be a Christian nation. Ten years later, Dr. Hansen, you can go on the Internet and see it. Haiti is now dead, is now prophesied as a Christian nation more than not. Wow. So that was a turnaround. So, yeah, so many stories. I mean, that's why I, I mean, I think I've got about 50 books in me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only working on my third one. But I, sometimes you got to slow down a little bit and uh, and get some publications out there. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh... I've got about six ready to go that I just haven't had the time to move further on to, you know, get them out to the, to the companies. But, uh, uh Oh my gosh. I, my publishers, uh, I need to hook you up with him. He's not far from you either. Oh. He's uh, he can, uh, Oh, he'll, he had a book in my hand in eight days. Wow. He's, he's amazing. And yeah, I will talk after the broadcast and I'll hook you up with him. Okay. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Well, ladies, you know, in my, my book uh, is Impartation from My Mother. My mother, Dr. Hansen, when I was, you know, like seven, eight, nine, ten, would take me to, I was born in Los Angeles. I grew up without a father, but my mother would take me to Skid Row. In those days, they called the homeless, they called them hobos. And we would take sacks of 
food, like fresh-made scrambled deviled egg sandwiches and stuff like that, and socks and toiletries. And uh, my mom would take me there over and over and over. And one day she said to me, she goes, today you get to hear from God. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, look, there's a lot of homeless, but we're not supposed to help everybody, but we're supposed to help somebody. And God has divine appointments for all of us. And so she goes, go ahead, ask God, which one? And I remember I got so nervous and my hands were sweating. And all of a sudden I felt like it was the guy on the bench. There was three of them. And I felt like the one in the middle. She concurred. She goes, that's the one that I hear God saying. When I went up there, that, that hobo said, I was just praying and asking God for all of the stuff that's in this sack. He goes, you must be an angel sent from heaven. Well, that impartation is with me all these years later, and I still love going to people that are the disenfranchised and somebody that can't help you back and help them. I live by, and I encourage the listening audience, Ephesians 6, 8 says, what you make happen for others, God watches and observes, going to the Greek, it says, and he'll step into your life and make the same thing happen for you. When you help people with finances, God helps you with finances. You help people with food, God's helping you with food. That's why it's getting dark. And you and I know, that's why your, your program about the watchman and the warning and everything, it's going to get a lot darker than what we just experienced. These land. It's going to get darker, but if we, Matthew 6, if we seek first the kingdom and be in right standing with him, everything will be added unto us. Amen. So, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Warning Radio program, watching it on our social media <laughs> programs, and uh, I've had Dr. Bill Henderson, alias Pastor of Disaster and the Man of Man. He was on the original Power Team. My phone number is 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. My website, which I want all of you to uh, click on and watch because we're on seven days a week and watch and listen to this program over and over again that you just heard is www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Also, click on Eagles Saving Nations. We're trying to get into the stadiums and uh, football stadiums, uh, basketball arenas all through America and other countries. Uh, They're trying to topple uh, the Republic of America. They're trying to, again, censor and control all nations. And only the church can stop the insanity that's going on if the church is filled with Pentecost, like Peter finally was, that instead, where Peter ran and hid and lied, instead he became a powerhouse, and those Mm, mm, 3,000 people mm. were saved. We've got to get back to Pentecost. The church is the only thing that's going to stop this insanity to take away our freedoms. This is Jonathan Hansen, president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome all of you that are watching or listening to our warning program. We are in our college chapel here at World Ministries International. It is a live audience. I'm going to speak on guard sheep from wolves. Guard sheep from wolves. The context will come from the Bible. All through the Bible, it warns about protecting the sheep from those wolves that would fleece the flock. Also, 
I get David Wilkerson's articles. He has written and talked about it. David Wilkerson used to be a friend of mine when he was alive. He invited me to New York at one time. And he's talked about this a lot, written about it a lot. So we're going to look at it. Guard sheep from wolves, because right now in the United States and all over the world, heresy, especially the United States. We used to think the United States might have been the foundation protection of the word of God. At one time, a long time ago, you could make a case for that. But now as it's progressed and evolved, so to speak, the emergent church lies that teaches the Bible is evolving. Now, around the world, much of the time, you can get a purer word of God. So guard sheep from wolves. As Paul was on his journey to Jerusalem in Acts 20, he made a stop at Ephesus. There he called a special meeting of all the leaders of the church. He told those efficient believers solemnly. You can find it in Acts 20, 25. This is the last time I'll see you. As this will be my last final message to you, you're not going to see my face after this. Paul then delivered his last message to the Ephesians. Basically, this is what he said. Again, you could look at it at Acts 20.31. I've been with you before, and you know what I stand for. I have served you with humility and tears. I've preached in your church and from house to house. I've done it all under great tri trials and persecution. And I've kept nothing back from you. Then with tears, he gave him this sober warning. For three years now, I've warned you night and day with tears about what I see coming to the church after I'm gone. Now, I want you to hear this warning one more time. What did the apostle Paul see coming? What so grieved him that he would spend three years weeping over the church? What coming tragedy had he warned about so many times, both publicly and privately, in their church and in their homes? What issue could shake this praying holy man so deeply? I know I just returned from Dallas. Whether it's Dallas, whether it's Tulsa, Oklahoma, no matter where I am, I'm talking about the church, the kingdom of God, and the heresy that's going on in God's church. I have weeped. I have somberly and bitterly and deeply felt grieved over what I see in the church, what I see with church leadership. Paul's concern wasn't an outbreak of lust or adultery or divorce or drunkenness, although all of that is here. Why? Because of church leadership. Weak church leadership, perverse church leadership, apostate church leadership. His warning wasn't about a coming persecution from society or government restrictions on them, although that was there, it's here now. It's coming even more. The signs are all over the place of persecution, of tyranny, taking away one's freedom, censorship, 
He didn't warn them about an outbreak of depravity or homosexuality in the pulpit or signs of moral decay or unemployment and poverty or terrorism and wars, although it was there. That is not what grieved him the most. In short, Paul's warnings weren't about the chaos going on the outside of church doors. It's there, it's here. No, Paul was grieving over what he saw coming inside the walls of God's house. He warned the Ephesians about what he saw coming upon the ministry, upon shepherds in particular. All those warnings were about destruction to come at the hands of deceivers who would flood into the church. In his final message, Paul's mind was not on church growth or pastor personal struggles or believers' trials and temptations. No, Paul's deep heart cry was, you pastors, you shepherds, take heed. Be on guard for yourselves and for your people. Acts 20, 29 through 31, as well as Acts 20, 29, the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. That's Acts 20, 28. In other words, you overseers, you bishops, you leaders, you ministries, ministers, you missionaries, feed your flocks to prepare them. Fill them with God's pure word. Savage wolves, deceivers are coming, and they're going to take aim at the weak sheep. For I know this, that after my departing, shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, watch. Therefore, watch. I know what propelled me into my full-time ministry after 10 years of law enforcement was a nighttime vision that I saw. Traveling the nations, meeting with the presidents, the prime ministers, speaking to the masses, apocalyptic events, death lines, crisis everywhere. And I saw the heartbeat of God, which was broken. And I said, God, why is your heart broken? He said, because my church is in love with the world more than me. I said, why, Lord? He said, because of the pastor behind the pulpit. That is what David Wilkerson has said time and time and time and time again. That's what's in the word of God. Pastors twisting the word of God, fleecing the flock. The emergent church lies that teaches the Bible is evolving. They teach that Jesus is not against homosexuality and other sins condemned in scriptures because scripture is evolving. With this heresy, a person does not need a pastor anymore. As a psychologist or evolutionist states the same thing. When you 
minimize and twist and evolve the word of God, sin is removed. Sure, Paul was concerned with sin, but why was homosexuality rampant? Why was there lust, pornography, drunkenness? Because they had twisted the word of God and removed the penalty for sin. The mainline churches like the Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Lutheran, United Methodist, etc. support a person wanting an abortion, cohabitation, sex before marriage, etc. The communist organization known as the Federal Council of Churches is the forerunner of the National Council of Churches, NCC. With its Geneva parent organization, the World Council of Churches. The NCC leads dozens of Protestant, Orthodox, and Anglican denominations, including the Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Evangelical Lutheran, United Methodist, and many others. Since the NCC has a Marxist heritage, a communist covering, it explains why they have back liberation theology. This explains why the mainline churches are not bothered with sin, but instead support many sins of abomination, including abortion, homosexuality, bringing drag queens into the church today. Transgender, lesbianism, every sin of abomination you find in the mainline churches now. And that's why many politicians attend these churches as they're not challenged with their own immorality and vices. New York Post by Patrick Riley, August 3, 2022. Headline news reads, student at Ritzy, New York City High School, forced to attend drag show in church. Report students at a ritzy Manhattan private school were reportedly forced to attend a drag show at a church as part of its LGBTQ plus pride celebration earlier this year. Forced. What in the world are we bringing drag queens into the church to teach us what? How did we get to this point? It's pastors behind the pulpit. That's the whole reason LBJ, Lennon Bean Johnson, created the 501C to muzzle the voice of the church. He didn't like them calling sin out. Now, good night. They'll ask a little child, three, four years old, what they think they are. Do you think you're a boy? Do you think you're a girl? They let little girls, if they think they're a boy, have sex operations, cut off their breasts before puberty. What kind of insanity have we reached? It's the fault of the pastors behind the pulpit. And if you're a pastor watching right now, you're not a part of the mainline churches, but yet you're not offended and screaming, something is wrong with your salvation, with your intimacy with God, because God is grieved and judgment's ready to fall. Paul pointed out the dangers of pastors, wolves, he called them, coming into the church and twisting the word of God and nullifying sin. He pointed out to the Ephesians, 
right now. You are a blessed church. You're a faithful people, powerful body of believers. You have a strong foundation. Christ also would later say this about the Ephesians in Revelation. He told them, you're patient and fruitful. You don't put up with evil and you expose all false preachers. Yet a church can start off strong and righteous and evolve into nothing but sin, ready for judgment. Paul, as blessed as you are, your church won't be spared unless you heed my warnings. That's what he says. Your church won't be spared if you don't heed my warnings. Going to see an ungodly, perverse ministry arise and make merchandise out of the flock. Christ gave the Ephesians the same warning in Revelation 2. You've left your first love. Repent, lest I take away your lamp, stand, your glowing witness to the world, unquote. How did the Ephesian believers lose their first love? How does any church become did? Clearly, it was because their pastors and leaders weren't guarding the sheep, including guarding their own hearts. They weren't careful. They let the wolves have access to the flock. When those wolves came in, they devoured the sheep, not sparing them. In short, a perverted gospel infiltrated the church. Error was taught. Soon, pure-hearted believers were led astray by horrible deception. For years, this faithful church had been careful to judge what the gospel was was and what was of the flesh. But now those same believers were led into an easy gospel to appease the flesh. And they were drawn away from Christ. The Bible warns us about working out our salvation with fear and trembling. It warns us about guarding our heart lest we're led astray. Today the Apostle Paul is gone. He's not in the flesh although you can read his view in the writings of Paul. But wolves have come in. The perverse has come in. Those wolves and the perverse have invaded God's house. I wrote on a blog not too long ago. People used to go to church to deal with their sin. Now they go to church to sin. Now they attend church to meet a girl and fornicate. Everywhere I travel, I see perverse preachers splitting up flocks and scattering the sheep. They're deceiving pastors and congregations all over the world, David Wilkerson writes. Matthew 7.15, Jesus also warned of their coming. Beware of the false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. According to Christ, greedy preachers and teachers will come dressed as God's sheep. They will appear as angels of light, but they come to deceive even the elect if possible. 90% of what they say sounds like the true gospel. But they're using God's word as a cloak for their deception. 
The prophet Ezekiel speaks of these wolves. Ezekiel 22, 25, 27, 29. There is conspiracy of your prophets in the midst thereof. Like a roaring lion ravening the prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They are wolves ravening the prey to shed blood, to destroy souls, to get dishonest gain. They have vexed the poor and the needy. Show me a preacher. This is from David Wilkerson. Quote, show me a preacher who never exposes sin, who doesn't show people the difference between the holy and the profane, who doesn't mention repentance or judgment, but instead says God wants to make you rich and prosperous. And I'll call such a man what he is. He's a wolf. He has substituted the cross for cash. I mean, describe such a modern-day wolf. The man I'm thinking of is one of the better-known prosperity preachers in America. A few weeks ago, this was his message. You have heard with the coming of Jesus about it. You have heard he can return at any time. I tell you, that's impossible. Again, I'm still reading from David Wilkerson's quote. He can't come unless you're prospering, until you get a nice car, until you have dream, a dream house. He simply can't come until then. Wilkerson is calling this man a liar, a wolf. But the point is, there are a lot of televangelists boasting of their wealth, how prosperous they are, the jets they have, the cars they drive. Send in so much money and you'll have your cancer healed for $1,000. You know, you think it's funny. It's not funny. They are raping people. I recently watched a video sent to me of a prosperity conference. Here was a theology stated at that conference. Find the most prosperous preacher you know and give him money. The blessings on him will flow to you. One prosperity pastor stood up in the platform, described his cars, his plane, his house, his diamonds, a dog he bought for $15,000. A dog. He declared, I'm going to build a house that Solomon would be proud of. Then when the people in my city see my mansion and my Rolls Royce, they'll know there's a God in heaven, unquote. As he spoke, people walked up and stuffed money in his pockets. Other people fled forward and laid money on the stage. Still others threw money toward him. Then a song started titled, Run for the Money. Some fell prostrate while others ran about the auditorium sing, singing, Run for the Money. Unbelievable, huh? Is what I heard some of you in the audience say. Again, this is a live audience. It's what's going on. The stupidity, the twisting of the word of God, the raping of God's word. Beloved, it shocks and amazes me how Bible-believing pastors and Christians can be so deceived. I've seen so much nonsense over the years. People following false prophets who think, oh, instead of the angel who will mark my people with my mark so the plagues won't bother them, oh, this prophet is the one who marks them. How stupid are you? Can you read your Bible? 
I asked Dr. Buckhart, how stupid are some of these people? Can they read the clear Bible who marks them? Is not this false prophet? Yet I know people that follow that stupidity. People, how stupid are we? Do you know the word of God? Do you study it? David Wilkerson says, even at our church, some parishioners pass out tape messages by the wolf who teaches, Jesus can't come until you prosper. What awful blasphemy. Jesus himself said, we're to look for his appearing, but he'll come in the twinkling of an eye when we least expect it. Oh, how blind the church has become. Oh, how blind so many shepherds are now. Churches that once believed in sacrifice, self-denial, cross-bearing have become corrupted by the flesh. Their focus is now totally on self, on material things, on the good life, not the holy life. The prophet Jeremiah described the wolves who come bearing this deception. Jeremiah 5, 27 through 31. Their houses are full of deceit, therefore they are become great and waxen rich. They are waxen fat. They shine with sleekness. They judge not the cause, the cause of the fatherless, yet they prosper, and the right of the needy do they not judge. They don't care about the victim. They care about themselves. Shall I not visit, punish for those things, said the Lord? Shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? A wonderful and horrible thing is committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely. And my people love to have it so. And what will you do in the end thereof? I wrote the book, The Science of Judgment. The prophets prophesy lies in my name. I didn't say them, say these things. I didn't teach these things. Yet people want to hear it. It's all stench in God's nostrils. There is no doubt about it. Let me tell you where it ends. We serve a patient God who won't destroy or judge anyone who's drawn into snares ignorantly. He will warn and correct his sheep. But the day is coming when he'll say to these wolves, Enough. You'll no longer rob widows. You won't turn the blood of my son into a credit card to satisfy your lusts, you'll no longer be allowed to go into all the world and preach a materialistic Christ. I'm going to bankrupt and expose every wolf in sheep's clothing. Very soon, the money that's flowing into you will dry up completely. Why do the wolves go after? Who do they go after? They prey on the weak, the underfed, they seek out those who don't know their Bible, caught up in self-centered gospel. That's why Paul's warning was crystal clear. Pastors and leaders, guard yourselves, guard your flock. Feed the church. Protect the church. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations so we can get into the NFL stadiums. Once again, have another great awakening with Pentecost coming down. That's the only thing that'll save America. God bless you. Shannon?
Hey, what a great interview and message tonight. Folks, that's why you need to tune in every week for more great broadcasts just like you heard tonight. Dr. Hansen, tell people about how they can partner with World Ministries International. Once again, they could go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. You can partner with me this way. We need your help. We're on seven days a week. You can watch us or hear us on radio or television. I write two articles, pastoral articles, at least two a month. You can go on my website and read them. You can also sign up for them and we'll send them to you free. You can also telephone 360-629-5248, That's 360-629-5248. Operators will be waiting. They can take any credit card you have. You can also pay by PayPal. You can do it that way also on our website. And if you have a prayer need, we have two different departments. One is called Gate Breakers, that intercessors pray over your request, whether it's for yourself, your family, job, sickness. And then we have Soldiers of the Cross, where we're trying to get 2,000 intercessors in every nation on earth. So uh, you can be a part of either one. If you have a request for Gate Breakers, please let us know. We would be glad to intervene on your behalf, touching God in prayer. Now, also, if you want to send me a check, address it to WMI, that's WMI, and then send it to World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. That's World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. As you heard, we're trying to get into the stadiums. I need you to subscribe to Eagle Saving Nations. There's three levels. Subscribe. The lowest level is only $50 a year. Now, if you're complaining about what's going on and you can't pay $50 a year, I think something's wrong with you. Because what are you going to wait? till The blood is flowing down your family's faces or your faces or you're in prison. We've got to get into the stadiums. We've got to have another great awakening. We've got to have believers moving out in power and authority, to speak the truth, to turn it back this evil tide of lies and deception, we've got to have a great awakening. So it's geared for Pentecost to come down upon the believers in the stadiums and arenas all over where we're going, having revival meetings, having heaven touching the believers once again, and they going forth with power and authority as true ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Again, subscribe to Eagles Saving Nations. If you subscribed last year, renew it. Renew your subscription because we've got to have even millions of people involved worldwide as around the world we're trying to turn back their nation back to God because only the church can save their nation from tyranny. All over the world, Satan's trying to rule the nations, control the people of God, and bring persecution on the saints. So we need this great awakening all through the world And I believe the greatest revival is yet ahead of us. Shannon? Amen. Everything you said. Folks, join me and let's support World Ministries International. They also have PayPal there. So anywhere you are in the world, you can support the ministry as well. Uh, Dr. Hanson, for people that would like to write to you, can you give out your mailing address? Yes. 
Again, write to me at World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Again, World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Address the check to WMI. That's WMI. Dr. Hansen, also, some that may be up in the Seattle area, uh, do you have services open to the public for people that might want to come out and fellowship with you? If they want to come, my phone number is 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248. Telephone us and tell us your request, and I'll talk with you, and we will allow you to come. We do have limited sitting. Again, it's a chapel, and it's a staff service, but we do allow members of the public, and, and we certainly have some members now that have become part of our ministry, our staff. Telephone 360-629-5248, and tell the operator you want to talk to Dr. Jonathan Hansen about attending the services. We'll be glad if you're a warrior, if you're really an ambassador, we'll be glad to uh, welcome you. Amen. Dr. Hansen, thank you for letting us be a part of this awesome broadcast tonight. We love you all, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.